the Whole Healing Podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. college and like jack all the stuff that you've been posting on the on the sports nutrition social media people are loving it and like i think athletes really do want that information about nutrition they just don't know where to get it or, or what to do with it once they have it yeah thanks i i think that's a, a major um goal for us to do is to make the information available um to anyone that's that's evidence-based i mean you can find so many so many different topics and you can support your argument in what in whichever way you want on on internet on the internet and google if you just type in will this help with that so i think a, a major benefit to having a specific account just for the athletes uh, is that they are going to get really good high quality sports nutrition advice every single week that's simplified too you know and then if they want more details more personalized recommendations that's where the one-on-one consultations really come in handy. Emily, what do you envision for like working with, I, I just think you have so much potential there. Yeah, completely. And I think like, I mean, from the athlete side of things, if you're looking at food relationship, right. And like, how do you feel your body and kind of navigate that. But then also like, if you wanted to take it out of like the athlete zone too, and just look at general wellness of a college, like I think going into college, like, especially as a freshman, you, a lot of um, young adults, it's their first time on their own, their first time cooking for themselves, learning to feel themselves in the dining hall, um, kind of very much more independent, which is something that can be really great, but also a little bit overwhelming of like, what do you choose? Like your parents most likely aren't making your meals anymore. Um, your snacking is a lot more open. Um, late night food is a lot more open. So it's kind of navigating that change, which I think would be really interesting. Um, and how to like best fill your body too for sports and also just like having a different type of routine. Um, different energy levels, um, and also you're growing. I mean, like you're usually typically done with puberty at that age, but your body's still changing. I know, especially in women too, like after 18, like 18, 22 to 23, your body's going through a totally different set of changes. Um, and that can be really difficult too, when you're in a new environment, you're trying to figure out your life path a little bit more, and then you have food on top of it. Um, I think that could be a really big space for kind of implementing some strong nutrition goals that will carry you on more focused on like longevity, right? And like, how do you support your body moving forward? I think a lot of female athletes are going to benefit from from working with you and like just your perspective on a healthy relationship with food and like navigating college life. I mean, there's so much, mm -hmm. I think so much cortisol. I think so much, you know, with school, with athletics, with just like, you know, moving stress, like there's so much, like, I think that makes a difference in our relationship with food. So I really am yeah. excited to see what you do with those women I think that they'll have a big it's a profound difference to be able to, to have a, a a calibration point I think for that can agree more yep I think you'll do excellent with that population college is a really tough tough time and that is especially as a student mm -hmm. athlete you're, I think um you're not you're not even though if you're an elite athlete doesn't mean you're not susceptible to uh certain body image issues and uh, likely it's actually and it could be even more common in that in that group and when you get really fixated on looking a certain way then that can 
directly affect how what you put in your body and how you fuel yourself as an athlete. So I think Emily, you being able to work with people to kind of pivot their their mindset a little bit and their priorities mm -hmm. to focus more on performance related goals to their sports as opposed to just um, appearance based, mm -hmm. you know, and in combining both, it's all it's also appropriate and okay to want to gain or lose certain weight within within reason. I, I think you you can do a really Absolutely. good job. Yeah. And the stress too, I think the stress from performing at a high level um, in college, like academically and sports, right? Like athletically, um, it's like, how do you bridge that gap too of like managing the stress and managing your time? So you can feel your body and feel like it's not something that's like a burden constantly, or like, oh, I have to like shove this back in while going to this class. And now I'm up late doing this homework, but I'm hungry and I'm not. And so it's like finding that gap and balance. One of the, one of the like pretty like impactful things that I heard an athlete talk about last year, and it was a, it was from the women's swimming team. She was talking about how every single day they're in a swimsuit and body image is just right at the forefront, right? Like you're just mm -hmm. always exposed to it on a daily basis. And so even if you do have a healthy relationship with your body, and with food being in that culture, I think is so, um, I think, I think it can be stressful. And I think the same thing goes with like track and field and cross country. I think it's just part of the culture wrestling. I, I could go on and on and on with all the different sports that are just body image focused rock climbing. Um, and so I think that the more we can just be upfront and honest about that instead of, you know, kind of shoving it under the rug. Like I think it's been so often, you know, just kind of avoided or ignored pretending like it doesn't exist, but it does exist for so many people every day. And I think the more we just have conversations about it, the more we can normalize it and, and really make peace with where we're at with it so that we can work to be at a better place with it in the future. Yep. Yeah. I think that was beautifully said completely. Mm -hmm. Could not agree more. So yeah, I mean, in term, terms of, um, our services, I, you know, I think we'll, we'll be able to have quite an impact with when you combine the one-on-one -on -one piece of it with athletes who want to meet with us, whether virtually or in, in person now on campus, but now that we have an office, which is super exciting, uh, or do the presentations, which we're starting to roll out with a lot of different teams. Uh, we got, uh, I got uh, cross and country, both men and women's coming up and then men's soccer as well getting more involved with hockey and hopefully lacrosse. And uh, I know Jenny, you've been working with a variety of teams too. So we get that component and then yeah, cooking demos and workshops to get, get that hands-on learning piece too. Well, we'll I think when you combine all those things, uh, we're setting them up for success. Right. Grocery store tours. I'm excited about grocery store. Yeah. Tours. I think that's going to be a fun mm -hmm. one or even like the meal plan dining hall um tours are really valuable for people and, and we have so many resources jack like your perform program like it just we have so many like resources we can send to athletes and i've been already sending it to them and people are really interested in supplements i think that's another thing that's really interesting um yeah. you know it was interesting i don't know if i told you guys that i had a, had a meeting with an athlete who was super interested in supplements and so we spent the entire like 45 minutes talking about supplements i was like so how's your nutrition <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, it's good. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause like, if you're, if it's not, then like, these are not going to do anything for you. You know what I mean? Like you really have to have your nutrition down before you go into the supplements. And I think D1 hockey, D1 women's soccer, and then D2, every other sport. And so like, there's this, there's this different level of like testing and standards 
but at the same time, like it's, it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Like I, I want every athlete to like have standards for themselves, you know what I mean? And say like, I, I'm not putting anything in my body unless one, I know it's safe Two, I know it's, you know, healthy and effective in the right dosages and, and three actually going to help me meet like what I'm, what I'm aiming for. You know what I mean? Like that, that precision. So um, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to supplements, I think this year. <laughs> I For sure. I got caught up in that as a student athlete myself. And I was even studying nutrition at the time. And mm-hmm. like, I, you know, you still want every possible edge you can get if you really take your sport seriously. And so if you see something that's claiming to improve endurance or improve strength and power, you know, you, you want to take it. Uh, but the reality is uh, when we look at these ergogenic aids, right, specific uh, foods or or supplements that can directly improve performance. Very few. There are very, very few out there. And we want, we just want all athletes to be as informed as possible when it comes to third-party testing and just, yeah, making sure they're prioritizing safety and efficacy. Yeah. I love yeah. supplements. I use them all the time. Yeah. I freaking love supplements. Um, it's just, and, and I think like we all, it's, it goes back to our support never convert initiative, right? Like it's always about allowing people to kind of experience, have these experiences with our bodies with, with different plant-based stuff, you know, substances I'll call them, but, but supplements. Right. And so if you want to know what it feels like to have ashwagandha in your system and feel a little more chill, like go for it, but like do the NSF certified, do the full spectrum. Like you talked about Jack, um and and same thing with like stuff like caffeine right like you know like can you can you create the precision with caffeine where you're feeling energized but not anxious um i think i think that's the balance not relying on it my gosh i mean that that's talking about college culture right yeah you you got tests the next day and you you know you have caffeine at 7 8 p.m 9 p.m or to stay up and and then it's a vicious cycle because then you wake up exhausted and you pump yourself up for pump your body with more caffeine. That's, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everybody should, should, should cycle caffeine. Like you should mm. definitely have days where you, you know, don't have caffeine. And if like, you're going to have caffeine, have caffeine, but don't do it for two weeks in a row. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. keep your body sensitive to it. Um, so that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Agreed. Yeah. You can become tolerant and then you just have to have more and more if you don't give yourself a break. Yeah. Your cortisol keeps shooting up. <laughs> And then, and then all of a sudden you don't have a period and you're wondering why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate this. I'm so excited to work this year. We're going to blow it out of the freaking water and no big deal. These guys are going to, you know, blow it out of their, blow it out of the one their sports. And I think it's going to be a really good year. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait to help. <laughs>